The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Not sure if any other club in the whole of Europe has such a situation, says Daniel Farker. Welcome back. It's the Roaring Peacock Podcast. We talk about Loans United Football Club. And uh, my name's Adonis. And you know me as the nerdy one. And a fat lad from X. Barney. Oi, oi. You all right? <laughs> and in his element, Machiavelli. Mac, Big right. Mac. Boys, how are we doing all right? Feels like a lifetime. Yeah, it always is. It always is these days. Difficult to motivate, you know, but we've negotiated our release clauses and we're back. So should we start off with the... I'm going out alone to the square ball. Yeah. No no fee. What should we talk about? Should we talk about the loans, first of all? Should we just get all that shit out of the way? You got something to get off your chest? What do you think about everybody going out on loan, Barnes? Well, um, obviously, I'm not allowed to change my opinion in football. But um, at first, when you saw a couple of players going out alone, fair enough, yeah. yeah. And after, and then a, there was a more going out alone. You think, hang on a minute, what's happening here? Right. I was expecting players to go out, but I was expecting some sort of revenue from these players leaving the club. Mm. But Did you start after... shopping around yourself, looking at other football clubs? Thank God, you know. <laughs> Maybe I could support them for a year. That looks pretty good. What are Man City doing? Oh, they've already won. Well, be I like Phillips. At... You'd, you'd be you'd be there picking up your medals. I was looking at my, looking at FFP, and I thought I couldn't afford to stretch that far to Man City. Right. I just think after everything's come out the last couple of days as well, without the contracts have been done and signed off, it's just an absolute car crash. Mm. And I'm and I'm expecting there's going to be a hell of a lot more coming out as well. Yeah, it's one of those car crashes that you need to take a you need to take a day off every now and then. Mm. Just that normally you look at a car crash, don't you? Like a moth to a flame. It's fascinating, isn't it? You know, seeing the the mangled wreckage. Uh, Big Mac. But listen, you 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 look at that mangled wreckage when it's somebody else's car and it's your car. It's fucking <laughs> absolutely tragic. Um, you can't look at it because you're in it, and that's the way how you feel, isn't it? it mm. You know, the moment mm. is. It, it's hard to see any positives because I think whatever happened last last year and it was abysmal couple of years watching football and watching Leeds. But you know, you go into a new season relatively positive, don't you? Whatever division you're in, you know, I I think back to the minus fifteen League One, <clears throat> and you know, everybody came back buzzing like, oh, we're all in this together. You know, we've got a team that'll, you know, in in sort of wise and and uh, Poyet that. Will probably play up to that and be able to motivate the players based on the fact that it's us against the world and Leeds are good at that. And you kind of came back this season thinking, well, fair enough. You know, the Premier League hasn't been all that and VAR and you know the way you know getting rid of BL soon, the kind of downturn in in form and and it's not been pretty to watch. Thinking, well, do you know what? If we do well and we're top three or four and we you know do the right things in the close season, it'll be it'll be exciting and. The championships are good and it's a strong, strong division, whatever anybody tells you. But God almighty, it's like two games <laughs> in, a game and a half, 90 minutes, three hours, whatever, and you suddenly, that's all gone, all that optimism, the hope's gone, and it's it's predominantly being caused by this, the contract situation and the fact that, oh, I mean, fucking hell, Middlesbrough fans did warn us and we wouldn't listen. Um, how he keeps falling upwards, you know, Severo are obviously a good competitive Spanish team is beyond me because... I mean, listen. If you if you write a clause in that you, you're going to reduce people's salaries, fine. If you're going to write a, sal- a clause in that people can leave, you know, a, a relegation clause, you can't do both in the same contract. It's fucking bizarre. Because yeah. what are they going to do? Hmm. I'll tell you what. I'll take a a fifty percent wage cut at Leeds and stay there, or I'll move and get more money and be playing at a higher level. I mean, it's it's it just. It beggars belief, and it just goes to show that behind the scenes, you know, Orter had too much power, and nobody seemed to keep the reins on it. And how can he still in a job, or anybody that's been complicit or or being a custodian of the club during that period of time is 
it, it, it's, we used to say it about Ridsdale or about Bates, you know, in any other business, you know, you, you, you wouldn't ever work again in that industry, you know, you'd be written I mean, off. The, but The job of wow. the CEO is to sign off on everything, right? To oversee everything, to is sign it? off on everything. His well, signature must be on all those contracts. Well, it's just basic <laughs> principles of business or anything that you do is that you get somebody who's an expert to read over those contracts and advise, and it just looks like mm. they've been, you know, like the kits, you know, Brad resigning his son with a box of crayons, you know, it's just, it's all fucking very amateur. <laughs> you're, you're a Premier League club, what, what, you know. You wouldn't expect, you know, Wrexham, where you've got these two Americans that have gone in or operating at a, you know, a different level. I know there's a bit of, like, impetus behind them because of the kind of money and... But it just seems like people who aren't football people can operate at a much better level than we, we've we been able to. And it's really sad, you know, I feel sorry for the fans. I've been to both games, you know, I've been to... Uh, I went to the Cardiff game, went to the Cup game against Shrewsbury, and I've got to be honest, the, I felt the atmosphere was really flat. Um, mm. It was against Cardiff, yeah. And it was in the in the, in the Cup, you know. Yeah, I'm just really sad that you can't go into a season optimistic and thinking, well, whatever division you're in, let's have a go and be competitive. And you know, Leicester and Southampton seem to have done it. This, this, we're the only club in the history of parachute payments who've managed to use that. You know, not going to benefit from it because of the fucking shit show we've created behind the scenes. Just on 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 that, uh, the Middlesbrough fans on Orta in in Orta's first season, he was almost fired, and twenty um, third of April, twenty eighteen, he he sort of gave this um, message to the board saying, "No, I'm going to stay. You know, if you still want me, I'm going to stay." And this <laughs> got out, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, and and I looked it up because I was I was thinking about writing about Orta, but th- this week, but uh, I ended up just getting too depressed. I really couldn't think about what I could write about, so I just ended up writing about Daniel Farker and how we just have to back him for the last two weeks and just try to write something positive. But anyway, yeah, it was. I just found this one tweet: our transfer dealings under Orta were the worst in our history, and that was from a, a Middlesbrough fan. In April 2018, it feels like there was no due diligence done in appointing in appointing him in the first place. But anyway, I've, we are going to try and be positive at some point. I um, just want to say hello to everybody. Dylan says, uh, hi. Uh, Nora says, uh, the boys are back. Uh, Liam B, nice to see you back. No clauses for you, Lise, 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 Lise. Yeah, we're stuck. We're stuck here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget. Like the rest of you, you poor bastards. Yeah. We're here forever. <laughs> um, we don't need any players to win the league, surely, says Nora. That's, that's a controversial. Well, we've got a 14 year old in the under 21s scoring two goals the other day. So there's plenty in the academy. And actually, Archie Gray has a brother in there as well. Evening lads, loans really sh- show what poor contracts we sign players on. Absolute disgrace. Uh, Liam B says, Farker said he had never seen so many clauses for players to go out on loan. He said, while he's here, this won't happen on his watch. I think that's the positive in it, is that he's come in and obviously thought, you know, and it, it does make you question in a way. I mean, I, I think with Bielsa, he would have been, you know, artistically focused on the football alone, and he probably wasn't that interested. Autistically. Autistically, yeah. Uh, See what I did there? You know, and others would have come in, but it just makes you wonder, you know, Jesse Marsh, what was he doing? You know, he's ripped out and undone a lot of the things, the great things Bielsa did, and he's obviously not shown any interest, whereas Farker seems to be so horrified by what he's having to cope with as a playing staff. And, and the disgruntled players that can afford to just say, oh, well, I'll, I want my contract looking into because it's that complex and I want I don't want to play for you. That he's obviously that pissed off. He's, he's going to start taking an interest in, you know, and, and this kind of people have talked about this selling the club as a stepping stone. When you're in the Premier League, you don't sell any, no club is a stepping stone when you're in the Premier League. You want to yeah. stay with that club and make it the best it can be, you know, and obviously there'll be stars in there that'll get picked off, but. It just seems like that's we're reaping what we sow now because you know people say, "Well, I was only here, you know, I was sold this dream that I'd play well here for a, a season and I'd be off like Rafinha or Phillips." It just don't work, like Phillips. Yeah, I mean, sold our two <laughs> best players and brought in all that shit that's gone out on loan for well, Jesse Marsh. All the shit that apparently Bielsa didn't want that now he's gone. They seem to have had a, an obsession with bringing in 
at those players. The only player that breaks that rule is Aronson, who Bielsa was seemingly obsessed about, like he was Dan James, and they're both shit. I think what's been highlighted as well is uh, the fact that uh, Parag even said in his interview that was it was the head groundsman or something was also looking after yeah. the IT. It all seems wow. very amateurish, <laughs> doesn't it? And it's it, it's shown for like the way that the club community has communicated two seasons as well. It's been very beige and basic, and and even now the communication is very much the same. And I know I've not. I, the fans are wanting some. I've said want some sort of communication with all the, what's happening with these contracts. I'm not I, expecting the club to say we're fucked up, but this is one of the reasons why this is happening. But it, I don't think it. I mean, some people said it might be toxic tomorrow. I don't think it'll be toxic tomorrow. I think a lot of people have got a hell of a lot of patience for the team and also for Fark because the way Fark has handled himself in the in, in his press conferences has been absolutely fantastic. And um, you can't judge what his football is going to be over by the end of this month because we still haven't got the players in. I but think it's if, just a, a real mess. Everything. If do you not think, Barnes, if we concede from our first shot on target, uh, conceded again, or like first two or three, let's say two or three nil down from two or three shots. Faced. Oh yeah, it'll definitely turn. Well, against Cardiff, <laughs> when we were two nil down, the first goal went in. I was like. Here we go. It didn't even affect me because I'm that immune to it now. Just like here we go again, mm-hmm. and that's that's the sad point of it is like the, the, the atmosphere is so flat because we're just used to the same things again. Conceding first, and I'm absolutely sick of conceding first all the time. Mm. I mean, we even did it against Shrewsbury, didn't we? We conceded yes. first. It's absolutely yeah. it's shocking. But I, I don't know know, the, four, the... four shots on goal, the two two games, Shrewsbury and uh, Cardiff. Uh, the first four shots on goal, we conceded three goals. It was you know, three. Like, it was yeah. three from oh, was the it first three. three? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was even, even worse. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm trying to, yeah. trying to dress it up a bit. Dallow made yeah, a couple four. of saves after that, though. But yeah. Mm. yeah, they were poor against Shrewsbury. I think the thing is, you know, that, if you rekindle that, that atmosphere and that mentality from that, that, you know, minus 15 season. That's what we have to do. You know, when you're in that stadium, you, you but I just start feeling it. You know, like I said, the games yeah. I've been to thus far, it's been really flat. There isn't that kind of us against them mentality. And at some point, somebody's got to, whether it be captain, you know, Cooper or one of the players or, you know, Farker, I think he's probably too dignified to do it. You need to turn that on because ultimately it goes either that way of like, it's us against the world and let's stick together and get behind. You know, for all the... I don't rate Dan James as a footballer, but you can't slag his attitude and, and, you know, at least he's come back and wanting to play and he's putting in a lot of effort. So it's really difficult, but you can't, you know, you can't be negative about that. You've got to get behind the lad and get, you know, Joffe hasn't had the best start, you know, uh, Helder hasn't had the best start, you know, Yeaby at the cup game, Yeaby, you know, he was awful, but you've got to get behind these young lads and try and help them through it and get a, get a, get that kind of us against the world mentality behind us. But it's, When you look at Lavia... Um, you really think we we got the wrong Man City youth midfielder, didn't we? <laughs> L- well, bloody hell! We'd have, we'd have got Lavia. We'd have done the same. He'd have been leaving on a free or a loan. Plot. You know, <laughs> that's the point. It wouldn't matter who we got. We've fucked up, haven't we? And that's because of Orton and the people that are running the club. You know, and that's not the players' fault or Barker's yeah. fault or you know, even I, I do have some issues around the 49ers because again, you know, I've, I've said it before. They've been knee deep in Leeds for quite a long time. People are sort of talking like, "Oh, it's not the Forty Niners' fault." Well, they've, they've had a what forty-seven I mean, percent share for um, <clears throat> nearly how long? Two, Le- Leeds years? have been ball deep in Leeds for the last two years. <laughs> Let's face it. I think for me, for the Forty Niners, <laughs> yeah, they, they have been here. Since, was it since two thousand seventeen? And the way Parag was in his interview was like, "Yeah, I, I I know about contracts and blah yeah, blah." Do him in sleep. Yeah, and there's a lot of in the in the no accounts out there saying, "Oh, he was part of all that." But it's a brand for me. It's a brand new ownership, and it's, I'm still being quite open minded about it. But they knew where the fan base was after relegation. There could have been some really quick wins from what they could have done with the with the engagement with the fans, with what we're going to do. This is our plan, and. That the way they want to do it is be quite quiet about it. Fair enough, but at least in, try getting some engagement with the fan base. Do something and match. Do something different in match days or something. But 
walked in on on um cheerleaders. On, yes, cheerleaders or something <laughs> like that. Fireworks, on, peanut on sellers. First first game, and it was exactly the same. Shit yeah. food, shit uh, beer, shit football. Mm. It's just shit. <laughs> it's Is the just... the pie still stuck on the wall, or did they clean that off? I didn't Frozen see piss that. on the seat. But I mean, the, I mean, they fixed the Wi-Fi, say, did they? No, no Wi-Fi. No, just that, no. Uh, just... I think the, the the purchase of the tickets, the IT, because probably because they've got rid of the groundsman doing it, does seem a lot better. Uh, I've got to be honest, and I actually thought the part of Amstel I had on Sunday was quite good. So I must, I'm going to be trying to be positive, you know, for once. Yeah, that they're the upsides. But did you see my lad's hot dog that nearly broke the internet? Somebody commented on. Yeah. I've always, I've always thought your foot long is going to break that the internet one day, but I wasn't. Yeah, that was fucking grim, man. Yeah. And, and ET's, the thing about it, ET's third it, leg. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell! I'd rather eat ET's third leg than that thing that was served up. I mean, it was grim, but you know. The, the worst thing about it was he gets this horrible hot dog. It looks shit. It's about eighteen foot long, in a in a in a, in a fucking cardboard um, baguette that's half the length of the sausage, right? Badly planned, right? If you can't do that, it you're not costs, to costs five pence. Yeah. but it costs five the club five to pence to buy. Four pound fifty to buy. But you, you know? but don't. We don't ask what's in it if you know what I mean. Oh mate, well Luca that turned his nose up at it, sat in the stand. He went, Dad, Dad, there's like little balls of like fat. I said, oh, it'd just be gristle, but literally it was like balls. You know, like um, you know, it's like literally blind, balls. You know, like it will will be balls. I said it'll be lips and ass. That's why. But you know, like um, you know, you get blind bake. You'll know about it. You're a cook. You know, your blind bake stuff. Yeah. And oh yeah, those little ball, those big yeah. things, the balls. In. Yeah, they were like miniature versions of them, and I like that's like nothing I've ever seen in any food oh, item or anywhere in my life. But then I said to the lady, "Where's the sauce?" And she went, "Oh, it's round the corner. You have to go get it yourself." I'm not kidding. This shelf couldn't be any closer to the entrance to the the bloke's shitter if you tried. So you've literally got blokes coming out doing the flies up, and my children playing fucking what I can only describe as nuclear mustard and the fucking worst tomato sauce I've ever seen. Uh, literally within a metre of people having a piss and spitting and having a shit. It's fucking disgusting. The whole thing's just shit. <laughs> yeah, it made me laugh. And we, at some point, boys, this is the thing. When I remember going years ago and it was grim and it, there was nothing nice about going to football. Was nothing, that would have been a treat. But um, you've got to get that gallows humour back and it just seems like the fan base of today doesn't have that same... Resilience, I guess, determination, and, and that gallows humour where you just laugh at, we laugh at ourselves, you know, and it's like we, we celebrate our shitness, and it's, just, it's all got very serious, hasn't it? Right, we've got uh, twenty-five people watching, um, so thank you very much. Because you'll never sing that. Yeah, yeah. it's been yeah. a long time. It's been a long yeah. time between meals. Uh, Otter should have been fired after losing forty million on the JKA deal. Says Ben uh, Ben Tillotson. Well, I don't think you'll find anybody disagreeing with that. Uh, Skip. Skip's back. Skip says. <laughs> What's that? Well, he's stuck, he's stuck down that, the well. Skip? Bloody hell. Realistically, can you see us getting in four or five first-team signings before the window closes? Hope so. Otherwise. I, I think we'll get three in and that's it. We're heading for 15th again, aren't we, if we don't, I think. Right, Badger. Lads. Reminded me of um, certain person in the WhatsApp group. Lads, dot, 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 dot. We are are one miss pass from anarchy on Friday. If Nonto or Sinister are involved, it'll be like a war zone. So uh, Alex believes that there's uh, quite some toxicity. On Friday, are we touching on, on Nonto and Sinistera, By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about. We talked that, about so. the, We've talked about the fourteen players out and the seven or eight fucking loans that haven't brought any revenue. But yeah, yeah. That's bad let's enough, talk about you know. the ones who are refusing to play. Let's talk about the ones who are still here and then say, ah, oh, I don't fancy it. Well, fuck you. Know. <laughs> yeah, fuck me. Yeah, Judging I mean, by listen, the number of available tickets, they're not in the. <laughs> They're not alone in not fancying it, are they? Fucking hell. Yeah, it fucking grim that, man. I mean, how can you do that? That's that's embarrassing. Mm. <laughs> Whatever the circumstances are, you turn up for your team, you're getting paid, you've got a contract. I mean, what I despise is the fact that like, Nonto got a song after about two games. 
You know, and I'll be honest with you, people go on and be, oh, he's, he's going to be this, he's going to be that. He was playing in Switzerland before. You know, he's, I think he's had probably five or six tops good games. And I wouldn't even say he plays a full game. Well, he plays <coughs> 25 minutes well. I mean, he's got a song, and I mean, you know, it's a very controversial song, all the same. But fucking Weston McKenney had a song. Brendan Aronson had a song. They're here five minutes, and they're absolute fucking lunatic. You know, they're, they're no good, and they've got a song. And then you've got people who've been here fucking ages who are good servants who, you know, probably thinking, "Whoa, why have I got a song?" You know, you're, you're singing that this kid who's just turned up five minutes ago, and they've just shown that they've shown the true colours, haven't they? I mean, it, to refuse to play and to let down a, a, a depleted squad is. He's unforgivable. I can't, you know, I know you've talked about it, Donnie, about Campwell and Buendia saying that they did similar things at Norwich and he managed to get them back on side. And, you know, if it ultimately if it helps the team, fine. But I can't, for me personally, there's no way back from that. Especially with Leeds fans. Once you, once you say you're not going to play, they're not, they're, they're totally going against you. And I, I mean, Nonto last season was probably one of the shining lights out of a shit season. He was probably one of the players he thought he's quite a good player. But in the grand scheme of things, he's come into the Premier League and it feels like once you've come to the Premier League, you've made it as a player. Well, you haven't. You need to be consistent week in, week out. And he wasn't. And that's why sometimes he didn't play. And sometimes it's quite easy when he did, when he wasn't on it, he, he forgot he was actually playing in the game because he was non-existent in some games. And it's a side of modern mm. football that I absolutely hate, where agents have so much control over the players that they can turn around and say, I don't want to play. If I did that at work, you'd be like, well, all right then, disciplinary for you. Next you, know Mancini, you know Mancini will definitely, because he got kicked around Ellen Road by David Batty. Mancini, who was, until very recently, the Italian coach, will definitely have been pecking him about it as well, I reckon. Without a doubt. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I think... I think it's it's you know when somebody refuses to play for your club, I think it's easy to demonise them and they should be heavily criticised. But I have to play devil's advocate because it's too easy to just criticise them, and I have to just say that he's being he is being badly advised. I I, I do think agents have too much power. He is nineteen. I think you've got to take that into account because we all made a lot of mistakes when we were nineteen. Yeah, apart from Jesus or whatever. <laughs> um, and, the, and the other thing is, is that... Fuck, what was the other thing? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Jesus had shit dress sense. And he, fucking, <laughs> he, he was a really bad judge of character as well. <laughs> he just trusted everybody Jesus, didn't he? So everybody has their faults, you know. <laughs> and the other thing is, is you've got a crowd chanting who were meant to be on your side chanting sort of something that's incredibly racist and stereotyping racial like perpetuating stere racial stereotypes i know it's meant to be all a, a bit of fun but you know they spoke out, out about it the club spoke out about it um uh kick it out of you know raise the red card to foot uh, racism and all of all of those groups spoke out about it you know the club made a statement I wrote about it on BBC. I went on to BBC Radio Leeds and talked about it. There was enough messaging out there to say, this is the history of why that stereotype is racist. And if not for anything else, maybe don't speak about a 19-year-old's dick in public. And yet they still did it every single game. So I, I think that there has to be give and take, right? There has to be a little bit of give and take. But I do think if you're a player and you refuse to play, you should at least be fined 100% of your wages. You know, you shouldn't be paid by the club if you're yeah. refusing to do your job because everybody in that stadium has a job. And if anybody in that stadium who had a job refused to go to work, you know what would happen, don't you? <laughs> yeah, and I, I, just, I just think this kind of attitude of I'm better than leads in the championship. He missed two sitters against Cardiff. He's not that fucking good. You know what I mean? He should have scored the, the, the one he got put through early on where he blooped it over and went wide and the one where he did really well to go around a few players. He should have finished it. You know, and it's like, so fucking same with Sinisteria. He should be tearing this division apart. He didn't do anything against Cardiff apart from 
the shot that got blocked that went to Sinister. He had a few flashes of this, that, and the other, but he weren't he weren't tearing it up. He weren't dominating. He, you know, it, it's just fucking. It's this right, yeah, because if it, if, it, if it was Rafinha, if it was Rafinha, you'd be like, well, he's never really felt like ours anyway. He's always felt too good. And the yeah, thing with Sinistero yeah, yeah. is that the fact that how many games did he play last season? He was out injured oh. a lot of the time as well. And then all of a sudden he's turning around saying, I'm too good for you. Mm. But hang on a minute. Somebody, somebody said, who's, who's, who's in for fucking Sinistera Booper? He's <laughs> 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 you know, he's made of biscuits. I mean, listen, he, he, you know, in boxing, in football, most South Americans are nails, aren't they? They're like mm. tough. Even if they're flashy, they're, they're quite tough or they've got an edge to them. We bought the only Colombian who's fucking made of digestives and, and he's, you know, any excuse to, oh, I don't fancy it today, I'm going to go off, I'm going to go down in 30th minute. He looks a bit like a poor, he's got a poor attitude to me. And it, again, when I've watched him at Cat, I thought, you know, I was really looking for my kids, you know, we've been with my kids to both games and they have their favourites, you know, which Nonto and, and Sinistera would be up there. And my lad was, you know, oh, Sinistera is going to rip these, he's going to tear these apart, he's going to look so good. Disappointing, you know, and, and uh, you know, he, well, it's like Adams, you know, come back and get Leeds back up. You're a hero. You're a hero here forever, aren't you? All that team of, well, I say that, with that fickle that players who got us up last time, people are now slagging off, you know, um, Cooper and Ailing, Jack Harrison, whatever, you know, it just it beggars belief. I, I do think we're not, we're our own worst enemy at times, Leeds fans. You know, it's like Petulant Child, you talked about the champ. You know, if you say to your kids, don't do something, you guarantee they're going to do it. Mm. So the more you say, don't do something, the Leeds fans are going to do it. Because they're like a five-year-old kid. Well, I'm, going to, I'm going to push the buttons. I'm going to, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want. It's like, fuck, you know. You know, you need to grow up. We are a very, um, you know, sometimes brilliant and, and individual and unique crowd. But at times we let ourselves down, you know, massively. Um, well, you've got like three cops now, don't you? You've got the, you've got the Revy stand. You've got the South Stand and you've got the Cheese Wedge. And there are three separate areas that are full of people who are going to, you know, full of young lads who are going to sing whatever the hell they want. And especially if you say not to do, not to sing something in particular, they're going to do the exact opposite, especially after a day full of drinking. I think it's just football in general. I think since mm. we've everyone's gone back into football and back into stadiums, people have just become... Dickheads, you know. I mean, you had dickheads before lockdown and stuff, but it seems like people have completely gone over. I'm going to do what I want, kind of thing, and it it, it seems to be widespread in football. Just to be, I mean, the I mean, we've seen a statement a statement today about Leeds fans towards Brighton fans, but how, how often has that you seen statements about fans doing tragedy chants and stuff like that? It seems to be mm. quite a common occurrence recently. We have just been fined £150,000 today for homophobic chanting at the Brighton game in March. Good thing? It is a good thing, but I think the consistency is the fact that didn't Millwall fans get fined ten grand for being racist? So where's the the consistency? 2019. I looked it up because that was my first thought as well. You there's know. loads of stuff goes on the Chelsea Rent Boy stuff. You know that happens at lots of games. You know, uh, there's loads of chanting goes on that's not you know not good, and it's the inconsistency. And it just seems like there's certain clubs that they're just waiting for to kind of line up a big fine. I mean, you look at what happened with you know Derby and Bielsa. You know, it's the inconsistency in it. If it was consistent across the board, and if it was you know tallied against the 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 the, the crime, you know, so. I would argue that some of the homophobic chanting, I mean, anything that's offensive to whatever group of people, find it fair enough. But some of the stuff that's chanting at football, Millwall particularly, is despicable. But it mm-hmm. seems like there's no, you know, five bar gate to, oh, this, this touches that fine or that that's this it's, kind of crime. It's or... the inconsistency, isn't it? Because every single game, Jimmy Savile gets chanted. And, and, and that's the, every yeah. game, it's the away fans first. And that's the, the thing opposition. for me is that two wrongs don't make a right. Mm. The thing is that if if opposition fans are chanting the Jimmy Savile song, don't re- retaliate to it. Report it, and then something might be get done about it. Yeah, but, but they're not going to do that. Are they? Exactly, they're not though, are they? But it's you get five thousand drunk lads, yeah. then yeah, they're yeah. not. Exactly, they're yeah. not going to go. Oh, you know what? I think we, I think we should report this and. 
it's not the thing though, isn't it? It's never going to stop. Lads, 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 don't say anything. Don't, you know, be the bigger man. No, it's not going to happen. Come on, it? you are. Yeah. <laughs> being, being the devil's advocate, I, I would say I come from a generation at a time going to football where everything went. There was no monitoring of it. Mm. You know, some of the chants were, you know, horrific and, and yeah, absolutely. So I suppose I come from a different generation where. You've either got to sort of stamp down on all of it or just let it fucking be, you know what I mean? And now because of social media and the press and, and you know, it being every game, every minute, every sound being on Sky, then, you you, you know, it's captured and it's broadcast. So, um, you know, some of the stuff that used to happen in football in the 80s was just, it was non-stop, like, offensive chanting, non-stop barraging and hackling of players and you know, coining players and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's come a long way, but it's, the people are never going to be happy, are they? Right, we've got 40 people watching now. If you could give Ooh. us a like, that would be fantastic. Nearly doubled, nearly doubled. You must be saying something, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, so I can't get through all your messages, but a few here. Badger says there is toxicity in our city. It's a system of a down, isn't it? Uh, 25 mil for Nonto, please, says Paul Homboy. Uh, gutted Jack Harrison is gone. Class. Uh, our fan base still hold a grudge against a player that refused to play in a dead rubber seven years ago after having constant pain injections for a season. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Says uh, Badger. Uh, Matt that? Leeds says, "Hey, we haven't we haven't seen you in a while, Matt. It's good to see you. Did you see people having a go at Bamford for wishing Harrison good luck know, yeah. at Everton?" Sometimes yeah. I hate some people that support this club. Yeah. I mean, I've got Bamford about anything, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could say I'm giving some toys to a charity. Well, what yeah. about that charity? Yeah. He, he, he can't <laughs> win. He can't win, can he? He could yeah. score a hat-trick, win, win his uh, promotions to the Premier League. Concentrate on playing football, man. Don't, what are you getting involved in politics for? <laughs> Fucking hell. Shut the fuck up, will you? Every pause, every comment on Twitter now. If you read, it's like the women, you know, getting to the World Cup final. I don't even, I won't even dare go onto the feed because it's like you know, there's going to be a load of fucking misogynist fucking bullshit and yeah. anti-females and well, mm. it's not a proper World Cup, you know. But fucking shut up, man. Just enjoy yeah. life and how miserable must your life be to live like that? You know, I mean, that's all I think. I just pity people who are like that because. It's got to have an ultimate. It's got to have an impact on them and their mental health and their well-being and their outlook on life. If you're just constantly negative and use Twitter as a platform to try and be edgy, then you're fucking sad as fuck anyway. So crack on. Plus, you know the women are the uh, they're probably our only hope of seeing England win a World Cup, <laughs> and it's been fucking fantastic. I've enjoyed it. There's nothing wrong with it. People say, oh, it's not as good as men's... Oh, the football's poor quality. It's not. It's better than... Any... Most of the people who are commenting it saying it's shit. I'd love to see them play football because mm. I bet they're shit. I, tell you <laughs> I, now, saw one tweet. I saw one tweet yesterday. <laughs> I could beat these English England uh, ladies after 10 points quite easily. Oh, yeah, of course. All right, could. okay. Mm. Fucking rubbish. It's like when you're in the stand. I mean, listen, everybody's subject to that way. you you know, you're calling people. You know, you ever watch football? It's like when Jack Grealish and who was it who were doing those um, sort of long passes, that, you know, ball don't touch the floor, keep up passes. Like it was Foden, wasn't it? Fucking go on then, go do that with your mate. You fucking silly mate stood next to you slagging off Dan James or whatever, calling him shit and calling Bamford shit. You know, these that's all they do all day. It's a tough, you know, it's 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 just pathetic, isn't it, really? But anyway, I'll shut up. Right. Uh, um, so just a little bit of news that came out today is that is about Adams and Sinistera. So uh, their clauses have expired now. <clears throat> and um, Bournemouth with it. are insisting that they paid the release clause within the allotted time. And Leeds are saying they didn't. And now it's expired. So is the money I in imagine the bank? that... No. The, the club have just got fucking shit. <laughs> they just decided, nah, nobody else is going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you um, meet the clauses, it's not happening. And yeah, and that's it. So I imagine that that will be a, a legal issue now. And uh, yeah, Sinistera clause is expired. And it, it's not sure if, if Feyenoord 
have, have come in for him either before that clause. Although Farker did mention that it's with the lawyers now. Fucking <laughs> great. That's, that's just, always a elongated process and very Can't, can't wait for them to, in the end, have to go there anyway. Refuse to play in the meantime, and then the FA finds us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the EFL yeah, docks do, yeah. points. Yeah, yeah. Dock points, <laughs> and they end up getting a free to Bournemouth and a free to Feyenoord. That's what'll happen. It's got to be the worst case scenario. I said it yeah. before. When people say, I like, can't get any worse than this, it fucking can. It always has, in reality. I just, I just, I, I'm flabbergasted at how amateurish some of this has come across. And I mean, I'm the biggest happy clapper on Twitter, and everyone will say that. But even I cannot see any positive in what's happened this summer with anything, with the, how the contracts have been handled, how. Fark has had to come in and firefight since he's come in. Some of it is absolutely embarrassing. If this was a business, you'd be questioning how that business has been run. And this is meant to be a professional football club that was in the Premier League for two seasons, three seasons, sorry. Just Jack, Jack Harrison renegotiated his contract a month before we were relegated and they had a relegation clause in it. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I mean... Fuck me. It's almost like they, they genuinely thought they were too good to go down. I mean, it's that old cliche, isn't it, where yeah. you're guaranteed if you think like that, you're going to go down. And, you know, people talked about the Palace game and what happened, what happened, why, how did it all suddenly fall apart? You're starting to see why it all fell apart now, aren't you? The, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And, you know, you talked about Nonto, you know, you talked about slagging off players there. People slag off managers, you know, why aren't you playing Nonto? Why aren't you playing Nonto to Gracia? Maybe he knew something we didn't. Maybe he was seeing something in training and where he sees him every day that we didn't. And that's why he won't play him because of a poor attitude. And that's now been, you know, displayed to everybody, isn't it? Yes, indeed. Uh, evening, lads, says Dave. Evening, Dave. Dave. Um, new here. Hi. <laughs> Congratulations. Nice one, Dave. Welcome. You'll, you'll, you'll love this. It's great. It's really positive. <laughs> <I'm uplifting. laughs> <laughs> Can we sign that Colombian lady winger, Kaiseida? She's brilliant yeah. and would probably get more games than Cine. I, I tell you what, Lauren Hemp, if fight, passion, she's like a little Rottweiler, I, I, I'd sign her and she's been better than any Leeds player so far this season, but that's not high bar. Uh, Feyenoord pulled out as he's too expensive. Okay, there you go. That was Badger. Thank you, Badger. I'm, 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 never, I'm never fit. Yeah. <laughs> Expensive and unreliable. Fucking hell, what a what a combo. <laughs> yeah. Um, Adam, Adam's in it. US men's team people, all them fucking virgin oh, fanboys going, oh, yeah, Chelsea's the club for Liverpool. Fucking hell, even Bournemouth haven't managed to get a deal over at line. Bournemouth who play in front of 11,000 people. Mm. Fucking hell, he must be brilliant. Um, yeah, so Bandy is back and he's on the attack against the 49ers. Oh, yeah. 49ers are playing the ass. Playing the ass. Playing, playing the ass. Okay. Uh, Everybody knows what is needed except them. I was told the 49ers enterprises was big and bad. A bit like Stuart Broad. What a bunch of chances. And uh, he says, with 46% share of our club, the 49ers claim they were not culpable for us getting relegated. They're in the back seat. Remember, Bandy? That's what he said. They're in the driver's seat now. Now they have full ownership. The first thing they do is farm out the share to minority investors. Doing a whip round, aren't they, Bandy? Go on, Bandy. Like a meat raffle in a pub on a Sunday afternoon. That's what it's like. Fucking hell. Anybody else want to chip in? Do you want to buy the last football card? The last last name on the football card? Fucking hell. Honestly, what a joke. Do you think we should make what some we... signings? Is is what think... one of the investors tweeted? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> It's a simple game made complicated by fools, exactly. Yes, possibly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bowie says, uh, evening, nice to see you back, guys. Nice to see you too, Bowie. Bowie. Uh, nearly nearly 50 people tonight. Good grief. Uh, ben you know, says, this is the best telly. lead content on YouTube. Thank you, Ben. Oh, mate. Give a thumbs up. It's probably the most inconsistent. I don't know about best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, Skip says, can I get a release clause as a Leeds fan? No, mate. No. This is forever. We're here forever. Yeah. Righto. Um, so I think we've done all the negatives, right? So I, I did want to talk Ooh. about some positives. Brilliant. Right, well, that's the minutes. end of the show. Good night. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. God bless. <laughs> 
know. This ain't going to be long, is it? He might be off by uh, 20 past seven, Barney. <laughs> um, so, Daniel Farker. Yeah. The natural successor to Marcelo Bielsa. I can't listen to him without... If you know what I'm going to say. I'll tell you... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say. It's 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 not difficult to listen to him. It's unbelievable hard. A bit like your German yes. porn. Yeah, it's like in my winky hole. Yeah, it's like in my Aschenlocker. Oh yeah, that's just good. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just fucking. I can't do it. I, I love him, and I think he's great. And I think he's took on a momentous job and. He talks, talks a good game, but I'm sick of saying people talk a good game. I want to see what he can deliver, but he's very likable. And, and you know, but I, every time I listen to him, I just I burst out into uh, start playing like Swedish art music and fucking doing the old, uh, <laughs> yeah. And give you my good, yeah, in my bottom hole, and yeah, and flicking my vinky, yeah, that's his good, yeah, that's his guy, yeah. Spritze in minor fassa. <laughs> How much German porn have you watched? <laughs> Fucking loads. <laughs> I don't think there's any big I haven't watched. <laughs> oh, God almighty. Oh, fuck you know. God. Barney, do you yeah. want to save us from ourselves? <laughs> I just listened to just talking about his accent and talk, um, when he was saying August yesterday. I'll just. Saying, or just, yeah, which is quite funny. But um, I, he's been a breath of fresh air. No cliches is what he's when he comes when he talks. He knows exactly where this club is and what needs to be done. He's been very open and honest since he's from the start. Mm. Um, some fans took it as that we're skint, but more and more things have come out since then. And also, I think Skip's just meant mentioned in the comments that we are far more fitter now as well. There was a stat, was it against Cardiff? We ran the most... Shrewsbury. Most, was it Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury yeah. since 2019? Yeah. It just shows That's how, how hard unfit. we had to work. Yeah. It just shows you how unfit... To beat Shrewsbury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It shows <laughs> how unfit we've been for the last two seasons, considering yeah. we were one of the fittest in Europe, yeah. but under Bielsa. So, and a lot of people have said that he probably was the natural progression from Bielsa, but I mean, if we brought in Farquhar with the Premier League, yeah, we wouldn't have really said anything about that. But you can you can see patterns of play already to a certain extent, and the fact that we're actually just playing football for a, for a change rather than hit and hope and hope yeah. for the best, we actually yeah. actually can pass to each other. There was a start one there recently. There was was it eighty nine pass completion. Yeah, I mean that was unheard of under uh, Marsh. Just stuff mm. like that. It's just actually just playing football for a change. Just passing the ball. Yeah. It was yeah. auto was Marsh's was Auto's man. You know, mm. and it just goes to show what a fucking amateur he is, you know what I mean? and I think that that you know, being really positive now, you know, the Cardiff game, Shrewsbury's slightly different, but you know, it's it's a weakened squad, a weakened first eleven, you know, underdog coming to Ellen Road, you know, under the lights on a on a Wednesday night, whatever. You know, the Cardiff mm. game Apart from the diabolical defending, we absolutely dominated. I mean, if we'd have put two or three of the chances we had in the first half away and been able to defend, because, I mean, yeah, it, uh, you know, it would have been a very different story. And I think, you know, the passing and the kind of movement, you know, Ampadu, Archie Gray, there is some positives in there, some real positive. Cresswell, when he came on, you know, when Cooper goes off, I, I was really disappointed that when we got the first goal back against Cardiff, you know, to be fair, Nonto ran into the back of the goal, got the balls, like, come on, you know, we had that momentum to just go, and I thought we'd have steamrolled them. Cooper gets injured, we lose about six minutes of play, and by that time, everything's died down, the crowd have died down, you know, it seems like there's a lot of things conspiring against us at the moment, but I do think, generally, you know, you look at the stats on that game, shots on target, you know, you look at Marsh, we'd have, we wouldn't have had 27 shots on target in 10, 10 games, you know, um, there's games that went by under Grassi where we didn't have a shot on goal. You know, it, it, I think there's a lot of positives to look at how we're playing. And I think given the right pegs in holes and the right sort of personnel to deliver, I do think he'll do a really good job. Admittedly, the standards drop. We're not in the Premier League anymore. It's the Championship. Cardiff, I don't think, are going to be finishing in the top half of the table. Shrewsbury, uh, I don't even know what league Shrewsbury in. But, you know, I do think possession-wise, passing, you know, 
looking like we've got a strategy and a plan. I think the thing that we massively... I do think we need another centre-half, a horrible centre-half. And I do think we need... Dan James worries me a little bit because I think he does put a lot of effort in and he's decent. He's got no end product. He's a bit like Harrison. You know, for all Harrison's qualities, he, he wasted a lot of opportunities, you know, to, to deliver. And we need a nine. We need, a, you know, when people keep talking about you know, all the positions we need and, you know, going after that player and Kamara and this and that, forget about all that. You've got to get a nine. The number of times where that ball goes out wide and they dare to throw it in the box because there's nobody there or there's not an instinctive nine to go and get on the end of something or to, to thread a pass through, it's embarrassing. And that's the problem with the way that the. If you look at, there was times in the Cardiff game, Shrewsbury game as well, where I thought Cresswell and um, uh, Strike and, and Hielder or whoever it was, you know, are getting bored because all they're doing is it's passing it round, you know, it's kind of sideways, backwards stuff. And it looks, there's got to be an injection at some point where you pick the pace up and you play that passing behind the line. And then you look to thread a pass throughout wide or through, through to a nine. But there's not a lot there to hit, you know, and, and, and there's a little bit of a lack of movement. And I think that'll come you know, with time. I just think there's a lot of positives in the way we're playing. You talk about James. I just think that, and talk about passing. That's how low the bar has been lowered. I remember after, I remember watching that Birmingham game and thinking, this is the worst I've ever seen Daniel James play. He was running, he was running into people. He didn't do it once. He did it a few times and it was like a cartoon, you know, where a cartoon character runs into a wall and just gets splattered. In, in that one position, like a fucking gecko. He did yeah. that a number of times, like koala bear wrapping himself around people, around the hips. His end product is terrible as well. But the bar has been raised so low because of people refusing to play and going out, leaving leads and not taking the responsibility because these players got the club relegated. So yeah. to not feel any kind of responsibility to put that right, I think is damning on their characters. But that, that, then you look at the tweets the next day and it's like, oh, Dan James, look at how much effort he puts in every time. He, tur- he turns up, it doesn't matter. And that's, that's it. That's the bar for us now. Yeah. We, 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 didn't, we couldn't pass the ball to save our lives under Marsh. So now passing the football oh, is yeah. this brilliant thing. <laughs> and, and, yeah, yeah. and Dan yeah. James has become our best player. Because he got on the bus, because he turned up. Basic requirement, yeah, absolutely. And I think you know we you talked we talked touched on the the women's World Cup. I've seen better set piece takers in that than we've got. The number of times where you look at the set pieces we get, and it's a complete waste. Or we hit the front man. You look at Rocker last year, last season. You know, hitting the front man three corners in a row. The girl who took corners for Australia yesterday was putting them. On a sixpence on the six yard box on top of the keeper, which is what they were aiming to do. I was doing it in the park when I was 11 I years well, old yeah. playing headers exactly. and volleys. You just wonder what they do all week and what actually what are they working on? I mean, we haven't had a set piece taker since Pablo. I mean, it's just it's fucking embarrassing. It's like, how can you not as a footballer? I know they keep going about Greenwood, but I don't think he's good enough to start, and, and you can't bring somebody on just because he's set pieces, but. We're just awful at like that that thing. But that, like, listen, positively, I think there's a lot of positives around the way we're playing. And as, as you say, the bar's low, Donny, but at least we're moving in the, the right direction with how we're mm. trying to string things together and keep possession of the football. And um, we just can't defend, you know, at the moment. It's, it's uh, you know, the, the penalty that they give away on Sunday. I mean, you just don't need to make that challenge. And it's Dan James again, as you say, running into somebody without... Any due diligence or thought or care and attention, just I'll just run into somebody and see what happens. <laughs> well, we've tried to do the positives, we fucking tried. <laughs> yeah. That's it, Barney. You got any positives for us? You're normally the positive one, I think. From after, oh, I mean, I was I won't stress in, but I mean, after before the press conference, I was quite worried where we're going to be. I just there was there was the the amount of players going out the the articles coming out about contracts issues and players wanting to leave and stuff. But after listening to Fart's press conference yesterday, I feel a little bit more confident, and I think hopefully we've gone through the pain now. And by the sounds what Fark was saying that we're going to see a bit more improvement next week with hopefully more signings to come in, and just the just the way that Fark's been like I said before, Fark's handling this really well. And that's one of the saving graces for me. I feel 
more confident with the, the way he's speaking about where we're going to be. Don't judge us now. Judge us once this team's finally finished at, at the end of August. I feel a little bit more confident. I I mean, I'm going to reserve my, my judgment about the season. I, I, the fact that we couldn't beat a really poor Birmingham side was quite worrying, but we'll see. Yeah, I just thought we lacked that bit, quality up front. Started. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. The 10 and 9 position are a problem. And I think if you look how Burnley started last year, I think they drew, you know, they only had about four points after the first five games. So, you know, there's nothing to say you can't turn it around, but I just think there's stability at Burnley, that kind of, you know, happy to clear out said players, bring in young, you know, get the right loans in like, um, you know, Howard Bellis, whatever, you know, they got they got people in. I just think that we've got a you know, this aggressiveness in the the, the, the transfer market that the 49ers keep talking about. And that's the worry in it, is because we had a, a manager that just talked a good game and did fuck all in March. And guess what? He was American. You know, we've had players who've come in and talked a good game and done fuck all. Guess what? They were American. At the end of the day, we need some action. Um you know, we need to see this aggression. Uh, welcome to our American in, 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 in. viewers. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That, that's, we've only got 35 viewers now because 15 of them were. Yeah, there. don't mention, right. uh, don't, don't forget to subscribe and ring the bell. Yeah, but, you know, talk's cheap. Get get, get your finger out of your ass and start backing the man because, as I say, he's the best human, you know, human, whatever, best manager we've had since Bielsa. Yeah. So don't make the same mistake by not backing him. Yeah, yeah just touching on Greenwood, because he did mention that. Um, and uh, Bowie says, Greenwood is a liability on our own half. He should play further forward. And Dave White with a similar point, which was Greenwood was good when he played up front for the under-23s. Yeah. And I've only ever seen Greenwood consistently play as a number nine in the under-23s. And we, I mean... Maybe we could just give him a go. I I think we need somebody else. I, I think we need a really good number nine, like Piro has been mentioned, et cetera, et cetera. But I think maybe just give Greenwood a go playing up front because I saw him, him and Joffy in behind him, who know each other so well, and I know it's only the under-23s, but they knew each other's game so well and they were both banging in goals for fun. Greenwood was he was scoring a goal a game on average at least mm. at I times. Think it, I think it shows that the depth that the, the the what's the word I'm looking for the vast the vast the vastment that's not even a word. That was Barney. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I think it shows a gulf between under twenty three football to actually playing in the men's game. Yeah. I mean, I've I mean, I've seen some players in the other twenty threes. Oh, he's going to actually smash it! They come on for the first thing. You think, Christ, <laughs> they're not very good. I don't and think he... he will. I don't think no. he will. What I'm saying is, give him a go. Give him a go. At, you know, at Shrew. I know he was injured, but give him a go Ooh, at Shrewsbury yeah. or give him yeah. a go in the position that he wants. It was Marsh who brought him in and played him DM. He's never been yeah, a defensive he's, he's midfielder. Not, no, he's not. He's a good lad, though, because he let me out of a junction the other week. So Did he? Yeah. yeah. I should have went, M.O.T., like that. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, tell Greenwood. you what, Willie Nonto wouldn't have, would he? No. He'd have driven right in front of you. He would have been one car. of those dickheads that would have parked in the bit that says, don't block. You can imagine <laughs> yeah. him looking at me. In, I'm not moving. In the hatchings, yeah. In yeah. the hatchings. Looking straight ahead, pretending he can't see you. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> you fucking little Italian midget. Fucking move, you Heck. In fucking Rome now, you can't go on, fuck off. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Um thank you all. We've got nearly 70 people watching now, so that's Oh wow, that's amazing. Fucking yeah. how? What what is going on? Why? Why have you got nothing else to do with your lives, children? Come on. Barney sounds like a 1940 Spitfire player. I think I think that's that's what's drawing people in. It's, yeah, I think uh, Barney definitely looks yeah, quite handsome it's... today. I think he's stapled his face back. It looks like he's got a facelift. He's done one of them cheat ones where he staples your face back. You get <laughs> called fat cl- once on X. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. Fat lad, yeah. I'm going to go make myself sick now. Lose a bit of weight. <laughs> Run around oh the block. God. Don't take any notice, Barney. You lovely mate. Fuck him. <laughs> Final thoughts, gentlemen. Oh, and what's your thing if you've got time? Fucking hell. I'll tell you what my thing is. I'll start. I never start. Oh, I'll tell you what mine yeah, is. I've been yeah. listening to a audiobook called Atomic Habits and I highly recommend it. 
watched Oppenheimer the other day, which was a complete coincidence. But yeah, Atomic Habits, very, very good. A very good book. Yeah. Instagrammable. I started, I started watching uh, Godfathers of Harlem on your recommendation, Donnie, so oh. it's really good. I'm just getting into it. It took me a while. First few, I was like, no, nah, I don't think it's going to be for me, this, but I've got to about the seventh one on the first series, and it's fucking really good. I'm starting to warm to it. It's got a bit of Italian mafia, a bit of Harlem gangster. It's cool, man. I like it. Yeah, mm. Music's really good. So that's my, my thing. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker. Brilliant yeah, actor. Yeah, really good. Plays a good part. Yeah, yeah. Good in uh, Ghost Dog, Where the Samurai as well. That's another recommendation from him. Brilliant film. Barney! <laughs> you know what I'm going to do here? <laughs> I am, um, you know, Minder was my thing. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I'm, yeah, going yeah. To, I'm going to London next week for a couple of days, so I'm going to go try find the, the Winchester pub. Um, but I've been watching Bullseye. Fucking hell, Barney. Fucking can't beat Bullseye. <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The way Jim Bowen presents that show is fantastic. It's majestic, brilliant. isn't it? Just, just, yeah, it's and then some of the prizes. I remember watching it as a kid thinking, wow, that's a right prize. Yeah. And then you, yeah. you see, Look at like, what you could have won. <clears throat> well, one of the prizes is like um, a, um, a uh, like some posh knives and forks. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you'd only get out on Christmas Day, those kind of yeah. things. A 52-piece cutlery set for, for the family, yeah. But the, the actual Bully's press special prize last night was a, a mink coat. Wow. Yeah. What, real mink as well? Probably like a real mink. Yeah, real mink coat. Real mink coat. Wow. And then one of the prizes was a dishwasher. And the, what Jim Bone says, says, ah, oh, for that special lady, she'll like this dishwasher. Yeah, she'll love that dishwasher. Yeah, the, there was no political correctness then. It's like um, for your you know, for your vegan it. cousin, a mink yeah. coat. Yeah, let's let's have a look what you could have won, lads. Come on, let's yeah. have a look what you could have won, lads. Come on, come on, Terence. Come on, come on, Vinny, Vinny, and and yeah, you're the speedboat. You live in landlocked Doncaster. Oh, the speedboat, <laughs> fucking oh, lads, what a shame, eh? Um, it's fucking brilliant! What a, what a brilliant program! I remember like coming down when you were, when you were a lot younger, coming in and finding like late night episodes of Bullseye while you were coming down. It was like the best thing ever. Like, it's on Challenge like, TV at the moment, so it's um, yeah. two episodes, eleven till twelve um, on a night. Fantastic TV! Oh, that's black, and that's black. That's a fondue set for the kids. <laughs> oh, that's that's red. Oh, oh, that's black. That's matching sheepskin jackets for all the family. They'll love it. Melted cheese. <laughs> Liam Beat, great stream. The Peacocks leads forever. MOT and a few predictions. Ben's doing our job for us. Thank you, Ben. Uh, predictions for Friday. Come on, boys. Uh, Liam B says leads to draw one one. I've got my my uh, Brucey bonus voice on. Clean sheet. Two nil win. Ass ripper. Ass ripper. Great name. Ass ripper. Ass ripper. That's what Leeds United have been the last few weeks. If we keep a clean sheet, fucking hell, I don't know. I was going to make some impromptu guarantee that I'd do something really stupid then, but I can't see keeping a clean sheet. Do you know either. what? Just to prove that I, I do read most of your comments, almost all of them, somebody put that it had been six months since uh, our last clean sheet. Uh, there it is. It was Skip. What's that, Skip? Heard new, on the square ball new, the other day, our last clean sheet was six months ago. Castle. I'll tell you what, if we get a clean sheet tomorrow, I'll get a peacock tattoo. Wow. There you go. Bloody hell. Because it's not going to happen. Dave White <laughs> leads Leeds 2-1. Uh, Badger, nil 2 and my sky bet balance improves. Um, bet responsibly. My favourite <laughs> comment of the night, Peter Cowan. Hello. Hi, Peter. Hello, Peter. Hello. Hello. Saying hello into the void. Don't worry, we're hello. listening. You've got a friend in us. Right. What are we doing? Let's... Predictions and last thoughts then. So predictions are... I, uh, I'd be happy with a draw. 2-2. Two, two. We're definitely not keeping a clean sheet. I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. Okay. I, uh, I I think we do, uh, we're going to lose 1-0. Right. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm going to predict... All of the adversity is going to galvanise the squad and it's going to be backs against the walls and Farker's going to do an unbelievable hard 
speech quoting, you know, um, fucking, what, who's that nun that everybody loved? Whoopi Goldberg. Mother, Mother uh, Teresa, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. Right. He's, he's going to send them out to a Mother Teresa quote. Now, go and get them, boys. <laughs> and we're yeah. going to lose probably 3-0. No, uh, I don't know. No idea. I, I, I actually don't care anymore. I don't fucking care. If anybody was contemplating suicide, it might be easier, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I'll be uh, I'll be six pints, seven pints down before we kick off, so I won't even fucking see the game. I don't I care. In case you're wondering it. why we don't do match reviews. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for watching. We'll see you next season. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One nil, come on! Yes, the flying nun. Lease, 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 lease. Claire Balding, come on!